Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome again to another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, your host, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach, and I appreciate you so much for listening. This week we're talking about influence, and of course on the last episode we talked about community influence, and today we're talking about business influence, and then on the next episode we'll be talking about influences on your life, in your life, and your life's influence. So today we're talking about businesses. What is the influ- What are the influences on business, and what influences do businesses have on the world? Um, we're going to get into it in more detail. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, be sure to go back and do that. They definitely all build on one another. And if you haven't gotten your copy of Living Sugar-Free Revealed, Aspie Secrets, you can do that. Uh, it's available on Amazon. You can get that link from my website or any of my social media links. Um, got a lot of information to share with you today, so we're going to get right into it after a break. Welcome back, and thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show. Today we are talking about business influence and influences on business. Have you ever written a paper for your employer or developed a product for your company? Have you ever been part of a major conflict and and had to be part of the uh, retraining or development? That's an example of where you may have influenced business, not just your company that you work for, your job, your teammates, but also your business industry. Um, I was once part of a military unit where there was a lot of stuff going on. There weren't very men and women, and and there was always something happening. It was also during a time where uh, some military officials were being brought up on charges for harassment, and so I just happened to be there during that time and I was able to participate in the videos that were done for training around sensitivity for the military and it's been 20 years and I still have people tell me that they've seen me in the videos so I had a part in influencing um, gender issues or gender excuse the noise um, the improvement of gender relations in the military that would be a great example I know someone who worked for a major bank and Uh, He was able to find uh, um, where there was loss or there was an error in their processing and they were losing like millions of dollars. Um, That's another example. That's an impact of or influence on business, but also too influence on banking because this bank is an influential bank and therefore as they change their processes, other companies copy. So don't ever take for granted um, the areas and the ways that you can influence business. 
Um, don't ever take for granted when you see something that's being done incorrectly, unsafely, unfairly, or what have you. Uh, don't ever take for granted that you can have an impact on changing that. If you are any type of creator, um, inventor, artist, author, don't take for granted the things that you create, um, the content that you provide as a writer. You know, you may not see the influence right now, but those things can influence business for years to come. If you've ever been part of a beta test for any of these technology companies um, and helped um, implement um, necessary changes, you had an influence on that business and on social media in general and the world. So these are areas, uh, as we talked um, on the first episode, we talked about responsibility and how to whom much is given, much is required, and how oftentimes people miss out on the opportunities that they have to influence because they're too busy thinking that their role isn't important. So just want to open your mind to some ways and areas that you can have a major in impact and be influential, um, not just you know, in your community, but in your business, in your business industry, and ultimately in the world. You can also have a negative influence on business. Um, goodness, I've had several bosses uh, where this is true of, but just imagine you're that boss and you just wake up every day on the wrong side of the bed and you pretty much use your job as an opportunity to assert yourself, exercise your authority, um, exercise your authority over people. Um, it's just not a good look in general, but you can have a negative influence on that business and on the business industry in general. I had a boss once who was just not very nice. And it was interesting because before she became my boss, she was always very, very nice. I would see her at events. I would see her, you know, in the building. I would see her out and about. And she was just always very cordial. We had conversations. She always spoke very highly of me. And then all of a sudden she became my boss and she was all of a sudden very short and very impatient with me to the point where I even, I had a house fire and I had to be absent from work for a couple of days. And, and she actually said to me, just don't let it affect my customers. Now, in what business uh, on this planet, in, in this day and age, does a business not have contingencies for where employees need to be out of work? It was only a couple of days, you know, so after only a couple of days, you're being that impatient with people when they have devastation. Certainly you're having an impact on that business if you're negatively affecting good employees, right? They caused me, she caused me to not want to work there anymore. And ultimately I did leave. I was offered another job and I actually didn't want to leave that company. I was offered another job, but you know, she stood in the way of my negotiation so I could potentially move and stay with that same company. Um, and then she put something negative in my file about me leaving as though I was plotting and scheming for money or something. But that's not the kicker. That's just me. You know, that might not be a reason for someone to not act like that, you know, as an employer, as a as a manager or a boss. But how about shortly after I left, um, a few of my colleagues sued the company and ultimately those managers for discrimination um, now. As I said, she was very nice to me before she became my boss. Do I believe that she had any sort of prejudice or bias? No, I think there was a different issue, but I'm not going to go into that. But because you're being nasty to your employees, it can look like racism. It can look like sexism. It can look like discrimination, even if it's not. 
I'm not saying whether it was or not. They won. <laughs> I got a check in the mail, and I didn't even have anything to do with it. I couldn't talk about it for a year. For a whole year, I could not have this discussion about this company because they lost um, their lawsuit, and we all got paid. I was nowhere to be found. I did not help with the lawsuit. I, I didn't testify or anything. Just because I was there during this time, I got a check. Now, again, now, it's just my opinion, but I don't think it was a racial issue. I think she was just being nasty. But when you're at work and you're responsible for the lives of others and you're going around being nasty and people feel that they're being treated unfairly, guess what? When they get ready to retaliate, you don't know what they might say. They might lie. They might over-exaggerate what happened. You don't know, but maybe they don't even have to because you don't realize that your nastiness is causing a hostile work environment and causing people's lives to be stressful and making life hard for others. You're negatively impacting that business. Not only did you cost the company good employees, but you cost the company millions of dollars that they had to pay out in a class action lawsuit. That's having a negative influence on business and the industry as a whole, because guess what? When there's a class action lawsuit, there's sure to be others to follow. That's an example of negatively influencing business. I like to talk about industries and brick and mortar businesses when we talk about influence because I want people to understand that influence is bigger than just social media. Yes, we're on the internet right now. If you're listening to me, you're listening on the internet, okay? And yes, I'm posting this show, I'm publishing the show on the internet. But just as if I was a florist or a doctor or whatever industry um, any individual might be in, just because we're using social media as a tool to communicate does not mean that everything we're talking about is all about social media. You know, you see um, people on television talking about all manner of things. You see commercials for everything on television. It does not mean that those people in those particular ads or infomercials or informational shows are necessarily in the television industry. Now, sometimes people do. Sometimes a boxer or a, an educator or a doctor or a scientist or a, you know, whatever, a plumber can take what they've done for years and then bottle and sell that in such a way where most of their energy is spent either on television, presenting that to people um, for the sake of entertainment or information, uh, sales, maybe selling a product. Or as well on the internet, you can do the same thing. You know, you may decide to quit doing hair and become a YouTube sensation. And now you're on the internet on a YouTube channel telling everyone about uh, hair tips. You know, these are transitions. But it still doesn't mean that that person's influence is completely tied up with the internet or with the television. And ideally, um, when we talk about influencers and who your influencers are going to be, you would hope that whatever that expert is, whatever that industry is, that that person has more of a track record, more experience, more recommendations, testimonies, more of a history that you can follow other than the fact that they popped up on YouTube yesterday and have now have 200,000 subscribers. Um, you know, if all you're getting from that person is some excellent music, great, have at it. But if you're getting from that person some information that you are going to um, act on, um, some tips that you're going to use, especially if it's something that's going to be detrimental to your life, you probably want to make sure that that person has some experience, some credible experience, that they didn't just, you know, get out of jail for fraud. <laughs> 
Um, and I've seen that. I've seen that a lot. I've seen people, you know, become YouTube sensations or internet sensations or social media influencers and lead people astray. And guess what? It's, it's our responsibility, buyer beware. You know, um, it's our responsibility to do our research and vet people, vet products and look, you know, if you just want to test something new, great. Know that that's what you're doing. Say that that's what you're doing. You're an early adopter. You're going to go and kick the tires. You're going to find out if it's safe before everyone else tries it. Know that that's what you're doing. But don't go into a situation thinking that you're listening to someone you know, who's influential, giving you a recommendation, but you haven't bothered to check to see if that person um, is actually credible, and now you're upset because the information that they gave you was misleading. That's, you know, choice architecture. We talked a lot about it on the first episode. You can go back and listen to that, but um, this is why choice architecture is important. You're not just taking advice from any and everybody, you know. Um, and likewise, I always say this. If you've decided that you're going to take advice from certain people, don't get mad if the advice all of a sudden is something that you don't want to hear. And you know, you know, you know deep down in your heart whether someone is giving you some advice and it's totally outlandish and makes no sense whatsoever and you shouldn't follow it, or whether they're giving you some advice and even though you really don't want to hear it and it's hard to take, it's really just that, you know, your flesh, your fear, your comfortability or what have you doesn't want to comply. You know the difference. You have to be honest with yourself, and that's, that's an integrity issue. And again, you can go back and listen to a previous episode if you need more about that. So, um, yeah, so we're talking about business influence. I think I gave you a pretty good perspective on how you can um, influence a business um, in a number of various ways. But when I come back from the break, we're going to talk more about um, business influences on the world and uh, a little bit more about choice architecture. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. This is your host, Andrea Raquel, and today we're talking about business influence. We talked a little bit about how you can influence a business, an industry, um, and therefore the world. We talked a little bit about um, business influences, but now let's talk about influencing from the business perspective. We'll talk about small business as well as major corporations, okay? Because this is, uh, this is important. This is everything, you all. We talked about choice architecture on the first episode. You can go back and listen to that. But with the explanation of what choice architecture is, with knowing that it's a thing, okay? With knowing that there are industries and companies that make it their business to design, if you will, your choices, doesn't that mean that you should put some effort into designing your own choices? It's been a lot less time being angry about the government and angry about major corporations if we spent a little bit more time into designing our own choices, into choice architecture for our own lives. So with that said, as a business owner, talk about how you can influence as a business owner. If you're a business owner, you're certainly an influencer. You're influencing employees. You're influencing clients. You're influencing vendors. What type of impact are you having on all those people? You know, did you jump out and decide that you were going to be an entrepreneur, but you didn't take any account of corporate responsibility and what type of give back you were going to have 
for the privilege and the honor of being an entrepreneur. Um, all businesses have corporate responsibility, and all humans have responsibility as global citizens. So certainly as a business owner, you have corporate responsibility. I can't tell you how many marketers I've heard say, I don't work for free. Well, it doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what your philosophy on life is. It doesn't matter what your belief system is. I can tell you flat out, you can read um, Think and Grow Rich if you want to hear it from someone who's older and wealthier than I am, okay? Um, but you're never going to be truly successful in life, truly successful and happy in life, okay, if you don't give back. So how are you a business owner and you don't do anything for free? You know, you can throw money at stuff. You can give a donation every month automatically that comes out of your check and you don't even think about it. But if you don't give of yourself, if you don't give back a percentage of your gifting, then you're not multiplying it. Oftentimes, it's in those charity times that you learn and grow. You go about your business, you're doing the same thing every day, you know, you're trying to figure out how to take your business to the next level. It's not until you step out and spend some time in the community giving back to people who can't afford to pay your hefty fees that you actually truly learn and grow. You end up working with people that you normally wouldn't work with, and you end up working for people that you normally wouldn't work for, and you end up serving people that you normally wouldn't serve. There's a lot of learning that can take place in those types of situations. So as a business owner, you can be a business influencer. Your business can influence the world. You can open up your business one day a month for free. Let's say you have a barbershop, and let's say one day a month you open up your barbershop for free haircuts for people who can't afford them. Let's say if you have a restaurant, and one day a month you take your pastries to uh you know elderly home you know there are there's all kinds of ways that you can give back um it's built into being a uh an attorney you know attorneys have a certain amount of pro bono work that they're required to do on a quarterly basis by the uh, american bar association certainly if the american bar association is requiring it everybody should be doing it don't you think so there are a lot of ways that you can be a business influencer simply by um, paying it forward and giving back to certainly the, you know, the industry um, and the world in general, but the community that you serve. You know, do some charity work in the community where your where your business is making money. Most corporations understand that, um, and it's part of their policy and their process. The government as well. Um, so if you're a small business owner, you're not aware of that. You're kind of behind the curve. You should be doing something to give back in the community where your business makes money. Encourage your employees to do some community work. Have a, a community giving day where your whole entire staff gets together and goes and clean up, cleans up trash. You know, there are a number of ways this can work, but you can have a huge impact on your community and the world by giving back as a business owner. So let's talk about what it looks like when businesses don't give back, or many of them do give back. <laughs> and it's a way to cover up you know, the shady businesses that they're doing. A lot of companies in this world that have a lot of influential power and that are responsible for this uh, choice architecture that we talk about. And they're not necessarily doing the right thing with it, you know? Uh, in the definition that we gave, the very definition said, and you know, we talked about some ethical issues, but it talked about assuming that those businesses or those business leaders are gonna do the right thing with that choice architecture.
But how do we know? Do we have any sort of guarantee? Is there anyone policing that? There isn't. And most people don't even know that it's a thing. Um, in general, it's unethical. But certainly the companies where there are people who get carried away, they get too caught up in the income, you know. Certainly if we see a company in the news, executives in the news where they're embezzling funds or where they're paying themselves exorbitant salaries and paying the employees nothing, do you think that those companies are doing the right thing with their choice of architecture? Absolutely not. So business influence, you know, we know that there are companies who've been responsible for chemical dumps and poisoning people on a huge scale and covering it up. We know that there are suspect companies in the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> we know that certain things wouldn't be the way they are um, in our food industry and in our medical industry if it was not for shady companies that were not doing the right thing with their choice architecture. So this is a thing. What can we do about it? We can take responsibility for our own choice architecture, make sure that we are spending some time thinking about the decisions that we're making. We're not just on autopilot. We're not just doing the easy thing. We're not just complaining about how there's not enough hours in the day. Taking time to plan and strategize and implement things that, that can mean better choices for ourselves and our families and the world. And then as business owners, we are doing our part to make sure that we have positive impact on the world that we are positively influencing other businesses you know let's talk about social media just briefly in these last few minutes um it became a thing you guys for a while where it was like oh let me pay this company to help me get a bunch of followers and now that I have 300,000 followers let me go and unfollow all the people who've been following me for years down to 200 so people who actually know me, who've spent time with me, who've tested my product or, or, or given me recommendations or shared or helped me get a following, now I'm unfollowing all of those people just because I want to make it look like I'm more influential than I am. Okay, well, first of all, that lacks integrity. But second of all, if you're doing that, if you're that type of person, you're probably not too caught up in what your responsibility is to get back to others because... You know, it's not rocket science. You don't have to go out of your way to do some major thing to make it look like you're community service-minded if you just do the right thing. You know, doing the right thing is being community service-minded. It is being environmentally-minded. It is being um, a global citizen, just doing the right thing. Not snatching the rug out from under people. Not sabotaging others. You know, um... Just being a decent human being can go a long way towards um, ethical business practices and therefore positive business influence. Um, doing it the fake way doesn't last. Many of the people who um, game the numbers, as we like to talk about, are no longer around. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, if you already have a brand and you're making a whole lot of sales and, you know, you've got some agent or company or advertiser that's going to pay you based on the numbers. I'm not saying don't pay some agency to improve your social media business. But that tactic of following a bunch of people and then unfollowing down to zero so it looks like you have more followers, more influence than you do, it doesn't work. It makes you look suspect. And those other influencers that were following you that have known you for a long time are mental note, okay, I, that person's not to be trusted. That person 
lacks integrity. Okay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, business influence. It's not rocket science, is it? Uh, I think we've covered a lot over the two days, and then we're going to just talk specifically about individuals, solopreneurs, um, you know, social entrepreneurs, and people using social media influence in the world, how your influence can be affected, you know, um, social skills, relationships, and all of that sort of thing, how you should feel about it, reputation, responsibility for your reputation, um, how you feel about it, how much you should care, emotional uh, wellness. <laughs> emotional intelligence is a huge part of all of this because if you have no clue about emotional intelligence and you don't care about it, you're not going to be positively influencing others. But um, emotional intelligence can also go a long way towards self-care um, because when you... When you operate ethically and you operate out of care for others, you're not as likely to take personally things that dishonest people um, and that narcissistic people do to you. You know, if you're a decent human being and you're going out of your way to do the right thing and you're kind to others, you're serving others, you're giving back, you're paying it forward, some narcissist can come along and say all manner of things about you, but guess what? You know it's not true, so you're not going to take it to heart. But if you're not living your best life, if you're not giving back and you're not sharing of your resources, you're not generous with your time, you know, social media, perfect example, you don't follow others when they follow you back because you only want to follow people if they're famous, then when some narcissist comes and attacks you, and they will as you grow, as you grow at influence, especially if you're putting all your energy into growing your numbers and, and looking like you're influential on the internet, then your haters are going to come even quicker than what they're supposed to come because you're not really ready for that stage yet. You forced it. So you got to that stage. Now the haters and the trolls come, and you believe the things that they say or those insults stick because why? Because you aren't really living your best life. You're not really doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing so you feel like there's some truth to the things that they say. It's that simple. So I'm not going to beat that dead horse. Feel free to send me a message, ask me questions. We can talk further about this if you guys want to go in a particular direction. Um, again, on the next show, we'll be talking about influencing your life, on your life, and um, we'll move on to something different on the next series. I sure look forward to talking to you guys again, and I appreciate this time that you spend with me. Um, again, this is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. You can find me around the net, hashtag living sugar-free. Definitely follow me and give me a shout-out. I will follow back. If I don't follow back, it's just because maybe your profile might look a little suspect, and I might have a few questions, so just shout me out so that I know that you're a living sugar-free sweetheart. Alrighty, I hope you all are enjoying your week. And if not, it's hump day. Shake it off. Keep it moving. We'll talk soon.